open up a tab, grab a seat, and pour a pint. It's time for the Beer Guys Radio Show. You want free beer? Go to the brewery. Dedicated to the art, science, and enjoyment of craft beer. Yeah, what's wrong with the beer we got? Now, here are your hosts, Tim Dennis and Aaron Williams. And welcome to the Beer Guys Radio Show. We are radio for the local craft beer movement, broadcasting from our Atlanta studios at AM 920 The Answer. And I'm Aaron Williams. And I'm Tim Dennis. We got Brian Hewitt in the studio with us this week. All right. And a special treat, Becky Smalls is in the house. Nice. That's Becky is usually somewhere else in the country during studio Flying sessions. Around, but she's here having some beers in. with exactly. us and hanging out. No, she, she's not close to a mic, but she waved hi to everybody. That's good. Yes. Yeah, so if you're so. watching us on Facebook, you can see her too. Yes. So and good. we have uh, our special guest here mm-hmm. today, Gwinnett's first craft brewery. We have John Riddles and Chase Medlin from Slow Pour Brewing Company. Thank you so much for joining us. Thanks, Thanks for, for having, having us. us. Yeah, appreciate it. We're going to get into some Gwinnett beer talk, which is always exciting uh, here in a little bit. We'll also have a preview of Sweetwater's uh, newest collaboration with some crazy musicians. And uh, we'll have a back of the fi- of the fridge find. Um, I, as something new that I kind of came up with. So we'll kind of listen for that here in a little bit and okay. see how it goes. It should be fun. I've so, seen yeah. the notes that just said, I found something in the back of the fridge. We'll talk about it later. Yeah, something Is that, it a uh, beer? It is I, a beer. I guess I should clarify that right now. So <laughs> Yeah, that would be bad if it was not necessarily. No, it's a beer. We're going to try it out. So it's awesome. good. Yeah, so um, you know what? We both uh, were able to hang out. Of course, we were ships passing in the night last yes. weekend yes. Uh, at Three Taverns. Uh, yep. We had the fourth anniversary, anniversary party. Anniversary party time. Uh, what, other stuff, what other stuff was happening uh, with you Man, guys? All kind, did you have the morning smack oh my gosh, at Three yes. Taverns? That's such a good beer. When I saw it, I thought it was gimmicky, but it came together really well. Coconut, bananas, chocolate, all kinds in a big style. And a big coffee, too. That it's, was I, so good. I just, awesome. drank, I just drank one of those, and then I, I started talking to a friend. He was like, do you just have a bunch of coffee? And I was like, no, I just had no nope, morning just smack. Just beer. Good. Just good old yeah. beer. So, But uh, also went by uh, Hopsticks. That same day, check them out. Mm-hmm. Had a sushi corn dog and some ramen and uh, beers, and went to the Whiskies of the World Exposition. So check that out. Drank some whiskey, and uh, went to Torch Top. Uh, yep. Kind of earlier in the week, had a few beers there. They got good stuff. They got cans coming soon. So. Very nice. I saw those cans, and uh, I saw that Brian was your date. By the way, Whiskies of the World. So that was good. He was my date. Yes. Brian's a, Brian's a whiskey lover, so I knew I had to ask him to. And, and you found a new along. favorite uh, beer or uh, whiskey that's local too, right? I the, did. The I did. Yes, that's right. <laughs> so for those that don't know, my guilty pleasure is Fireball. I love Fireball. I get a lot of grief for it. I don't care. I like it. But and I saved the picture because I knew I wouldn't remember the name. But I found out there's actually a cinnamon whiskey. Made in Georgia in, um, I think it's it's not Dalton. I can't remember, but mm-hmm. um, it is a award winning, a medal winning cinnamon whiskey, and there it was go. delicious. Someone have to find me some of that. You can drink local. How is about it, it? From Thirteenth Colony? No, no, okay. it's uh, it's something uh, Dillard it, okay, in I Dillard, Georgia. It. I didn't recognize it. Yeah. So. Yeah. R M Rosen Company. There we go. R M Rose. There you go. Cinnamon whiskey. So if you're if you're a fireball person like Tim is, you may want to check that out at your bottle yeah. shop too to drink local. Delicious. It's always key. Uh, yeah, um, you know, uh, I was on the IPA kick, by the way. So you guys went to Whiskeys of the World after Three Taverns' fourth anniversary, which was phenomenal. I went to Wild Heaven. Got to pick up some good vice and some alt hair. So it's nice to to see the uh, the old school IPAs. Actually, it was great because it was actually unfiltered. The good vice, so it's clear. It's not hazy. All that okay. kind of good stuff, which is. Again, one of my one of my favorites. Wait, it was uh, unfiltered, make... so it was no, clear. No, I'm sorry, it was hazy? filtered, so it was okay. clear. 
I'm so confused like, right these now. These things aren't so, matching up here. Exactly. So. But then, you know what? Speaking of old school, this is a beer that's after Brian and my heart. Uh, when I was at Sweetwater to do the collaboration interview, got to try out something they've got new in their tap room, which is an old school Northwest IPA. All right. So it was piney. It was resinous. It was crystal clear. Yes. Sounds it was, awful. It sounds perfect. Do people still drink those? They don't, and I'm so excited to see them. Only smart people. That's okay. Right. All right. That's right. Enough. But I mean, you know, the, the Sierra Nevada, the, the, you know, the old school, just piney. I was so happy to see it back. I, I told Tucker, I was like, I got to try some of this. It was, it was so good. So anyway, uh, let's go ahead and check out Truck and Taps Beers of the Week. Crack open a cold one. It's the Truck and Tap Beer of the Week. Woo-hoo! Craft beer and food trucks in downtown Woodstock. Truckandtap.com. Well, Brian has regaled us a little bit with some Arizona beer, so we've already cracked a few open. We, we did. Got? So oh, yeah. we did a little pre-gaming with some Arizona beer that uh, Brian ba- brought back. We have Mountains of Mosaic from Dark Sky Brewing Company. Brian said it lost a little carbonation from all the air travel, but still very tasty. Nice, uh, fantastic aroma on that one. So. It was wonderful. It was one of my favorite ones that we had there. That was out of uh, Flagstaff. Oh, very cool. Very cool. And we've got uh, Galactic Space Circus from Space Creature Comforts beer. right now. Yes. But we're going to get into some of the slow pour beers here very soon. And Chase, you mentioned you had four beers for us. What did you bring uh, to share today? We brought Cotillion Blonde, uh, Southernality IPA, Nostalgia IPA, and the Honorable Joe. It's a dunkle with coffee. Sounds good to me. I was hoping you were going to bring that one, actually. Awesome. I, saw that. I saw that in your lineup, and I'm like, please bring that one. Please, so good. I'm looking forward to that. We also have, Aaron, your back of the fridge experiment. We have some of the new Kansas Southbound's uh, Moonlight Drive, and we have a 2015 bottle yes. you found <laughs> chilling, so we're going to compare those. Yep. And a new one from Terrapin. We've got the Mutella. The Nutella milk stout here. We're going to check that out. Yeah, that should be a lot of fun. So uh, lots of beers to drink, so I guess we have to get to it. It's a uh, rough job. Somebody it's has something. to do it, as exactly. they say. Good thing it's beer drinking season. Let's go ahead and check out this week's headlines. What's in the news? The beer guys have the scoop. Extra, extra, read all about it. Time for headlines. Brian Hewitt, our field operative. What's the headlines? So the first thing is we've got a new brewery coming to Peachtree City. It's their first craft brewery. It's opening in the spring of 2018. It's Line Creek Brewing Company. Uh, It was started by a group of guys in Peachtree City that want to give the community a a social gathering place Mm -hmm. and offer world-class beer. That's what they say. And uh, so the head brewer is Jason Carroll. He's from Ireland, and he brewed in a number of places, including... uh, most interesting to me, the Guinness Experimental, the Open Gate Brewery. I yeah. kind of have cool. a thing for Guinness, be, but I'm, also the Franciscan Well and Wicklow Brewery. What was that? I can't wait to see what they do, you know, yeah. coming from those, you know, those breweries and however you feel about Big Beer, Guinness does, uh, you know, do good stuff. So Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, especially Stout. And as, <laughs> right, yeah, exactly. as, as a former yeah. Southsider, I think it's a really good place. There's not a lot of breweries on the Southside anyway, and to have one in Peachtree City, it's 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 really a perfect place. But another example of, of places that are just filling up on the map of Georgia now that the new laws are passed, people are starting to build it's more good breweries. good stuff, man. Absolutely. Bring them on. And up next, we have good people, and uh, they have announced their second El Gordo Day. Yes. Uh, 2017, obviously. The first one, 2016. It's happening on December 9th. Uh, of this year, and uh, it's a Russian imperial stout clocking in at a staggering 13.9%. Right. A session stout. <laughs> just a session easy stout. Drink. Yeah, an good, easy good. drinker. Right. Yes, yes, hanging out in the porch. You have three or four of them. You know, no big deal. Um, so there's, basically, it's a big event they've put on. This is the second year, and uh, they released the beer in 750s 
starting at that event, and there's a limited amount of them. I have not had it myself, but apparently uh, Paste really vouches for it. Paste Magazine, back in 2015, they called it the uh, best non-barrel-aged imperial stout out there in a blind taste testing. I've so, heard lots of great things yeah. about uh, about El Gordo, so I'm looking forward to trying I think they do a year. lot of variants of it, too, so too. They do yeah. a lot of barrel-aged, maybe some vintage ones that come out, so... May have to road trip to Bama for that. Works for me. Yes, there yeah. are definitely a few variants out there, and they've been brewing it for quite a while. They just started the El Gordo thing recently, but yeah, it'll be very cool to check that out. Up next, we have Oconee Brewing with beer in space. Space. So they sent up their first can of beer into outer space, and there's a video of it on uh, Good Morning America. There's not a lot of details as to exactly why they did it. They're going to be releasing some more information about it, but the can reached a staggering 120,432 feet, which is considerably higher than the last beer that went up in space that I found. So and I don't want to name that beer because it was a crummy macro beer. But, okay. Uh, okay. All right. Yeah. We'll give it to Oconee then. So. Yes, Oconee is at is is the top right now in terms of putting beer in the space. number one yes. space beer in Georgia. Number one space beer. Yes. Put on your special so much space beer talk this week. I can't handle it. You know, I joked around with Oconee on Twitter a little bit when Brian shared a video with me. It's a polka band that does a song called "You Can't Drink Beer in Outer Space." <laughs> so I said, Oconee, I got some bad news for you." And they're like, "Well, what if you took a bunch of grain up to space?" And I was like, "I think that counts." They're like, "Well, then stay tuned." Uh oh. So let's see what they're up to yeah. there. Man. Let's yeah. see. I was going to ask, how on earth would you drink beer in space? And is the polka true? I don't know. I mean, it's polka. They can't lie, can they, in polka? It's about drinking, so. Well, we need to take a quick break. We'll be back in just a few minutes, and we're going to be talking to Slowpore Brewing Company. This is Spike from Terrapin Beer Company. You're listening to the Beer Guys Radio Show. The Beer Guys are back right after this. Have you ever thought about owning your own brewery? but don't know what it takes to get one built? We're CRL Contracting, and we build breweries. We are the most experienced contractors in the state of Georgia when it comes to building new breweries and tap rooms or expanding current breweries. If you've been to Orpheus, Second Self, or Scofflaw, then you know what kind of work we can do. Just give us a call at 678-546-3382 or visit crlcontracting.com for more information. CRL Contracting. We build breweries. CRLcontracting.com. Craft beer forged with a reverence for tradition and new styles that start a revolution. Ironmonger Brewing. The brewers at Ironmonger pride themselves in being masters of barrel-aged, hoppy, and sour beers. They invite you to their tap room to taste and see. And coming soon, Ironmonger's Barrel Room featuring live entertainment. Keep up to date on all things Ironmonger by liking them on Facebook. Ironmonger Brewing, establishing a new standard in craft beer. Follow the Beer Guys on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Strange things are afoot at the Circle K. Now, back to the Beer Guys Radio Show. And welcome back, as the man said, to the Beer Guys Radio Show, BeerGuysRadio.com. We are live at our studios at AM 920 The Answer in Atlanta, and we are talking to my neighbors. Kind of. John Reynolds and Chase Medlin of Lawrenceville's Slowpore Brewing Company is joining us in the studio right now. Gwinnett County's first brewery. And I, again, as a, a proud resident of Lawrenceville, thank you. And thank you for coming on, this, on the show today. Appreciate it, guys. Thanks for having us. Definitely. It's, it's good to have 
See, you're lucky because you live on the other side up there Sh- in the Woodstock. Should me, Brian, and Becky just leave? We could. Let I'm you guys have some privacy here. So, yes, all right. Because, because you know, you're you're lucky up in Kennesaw. You've got all those great breweries. I still don't live in Kennesaw. No matter Woodstock, how many times Woodstock, you say that, Kennesaw. I don't live in Kennesaw. It all kind of yes. rolls together. I don't even know where they are. You got to respect area. Woodstock. I guess man. I should. I yes. do that. But, but no. yeah, that whole little uh, neck of the woods up there, we're yeah. doing we're doing okay. Yes, and so now we finally kind of uh, have our own in Gwinnett County in Lawrenceville. So so again, thanks uh, thanks for that uh, and appreciate it. But uh, John, uh, we talked. Personally, just when you first started this process, it seemed like it was over a year ago. What the heck made you think it was a good idea to open a brewery in Lawrenceville? <laughs> <laughs> well, we I've been talking with Marty, my brother-in-law, for quite a while about the opportunity for beer, craft beer, in Gwinnett County in general. Um, and Lawrenceville, for us, is just dear to our hearts just because that's where we're both from. But... Um, Lawrenceville in general, well, Gwinnett County in general has just been dying for a craft brewery mm-hmm. and still dying for more uh, now. And um, it's just been reaffirmed by all the support we've gotten so far since we've opened uh, Slow Pour. So. That's been great. Yeah. And of course, uh, you know, I went to your opening weekend. It was absolutely packed. So uh, it, it's interesting because you're right off the square there in Lawrenceville and like I said, we were there. I was there at the very beginning of when you started opening, and uh, the building that you had was kind of rough. Yes, was that? <laughs> yes, that's, I think that's a kind way to say that it was kind of rough. So, yes. how did you pick that building? And tell us about the building process of that. Sure. So, the building, uh, Marty's not here tonight, but that was uh, all Marty. Uh, the, the picking out the location, uh, the building itself, and all the building materials and so forth, and the beautiful space that we have now. Um, was all Marty and Zoe, which Marty's wife. Um, and the building, as you mentioned, when you came out, it was, it was rough. It was. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I was with you, you know, I had a hard time seeing, I didn't have the vision for it that mm-hmm. Marty had for it, but, uh, the space itself is, I know I'm a little biased, but it's very unique and just a beautiful space. It's, no, and again, really I, I don't want to blow smoke, but I mean, yeah, if you've seen, if you saw the building before and then saw what what you guys built into it, it's it's an absolutely amazing transformation. So, so you know, job with that. And it, that's something we see. You mentioned that maybe you didn't have the vision to see there, because that's what I've always wondered. I'm not, I'm not sure I would either. But you right. see, like, you know, you guys, and I know Creature Comfort's second location mm-hmm. in Athens was just a totally dilapidated building in that. So, what is it that you look for? Do you do you kind of know the place that? That feels right, or is it just the structural portion of it to to be able to see that vision in those spaces? I, I think for us, it was a lot of it was about location for us and being so close to the historic square mm-hmm. of Lawrenceville. Uh, we're only 0.2 uh, miles from being right in the heart of downtown Lawrenceville, and um, the Basically beer scene. Right over the hill. Yeah, it's just yeah. over the hill, right. And the beer scene there has been growing with Exhibit Ale and McCray's and Local Republic and now Strange Taco Bar and Oyster Bay and Universal Joint. So it's all been established there. And it was basically just teed up for us, just uh, waiting. It was just dying. Again, it was just dying for a local brewery to be put in place down there. So, Well, see, that's I lived in uh, Norcross Tuckerish area in the late 90s. And there was just nothing over there. You know, the, the Shambly, Tucker, Norcross, Lawrenceville, Duluth, there really wasn't a whole lot going on in any of those places. And then I moved, I'm, you know, up in Woodstock now, Aaron, 
Woodstock. Woodst- Woodstock and Miller, so, right in the town. Yeah, uh, down, so. But a lot of towns. I mean, Woodstock has revamped a lot over the last 15 years. You know, we see this. We went, uh, Brian and I were down in uh, Chambly. You know, we went down there to Gus's Fried Chicken, and then we went over to Hop Sticks later. A lot of the towns in the metro area are really starting to put more stock into building up their downtown areas and to build up entertainment where people don't have to go to Atlanta or don't have to go somewhere else to that. So uh, what do you think the shift was there just in uh, this isn't beer question. I guess it's more philosophical, but uh, of reinvesting in the communities again. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if I'm directly answering what you were asking, but for me, um, my wife and I, we would always. We do. We try to do a date night once a week. And to your point of everything was down in Atlanta, or we'd have to travel north to Athens. Um, sorry, my, all right. my um, your microphone technique is it needs work, but it's okay. That's that's what, we yes. we'll get it. We'll yes. get if you there. want to look at I'll, I'll work on talk it. On the there you go. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> so, um, but we would always go down and we we visited. I mean, we wore a local Republic flat out, sure. and we were just looking for what's that additional option? What's that? draw for us and um that's what we're trying to provide with slow pour now mm-hmm. um giving making it a, a destination night like a like atlanta provides with all the entertainment options that you have as well as fantastic dining and so forth as you have that in athens and atlanta for us we we're paying a babysitter an hour to drive each way sure and so we're hoping that this helps provide that for the lawrenceville area so, so selfish reasons you built it there. We you did. just go to your brewery and get drunk. <laughs> yes. And let's just go to the brewery and we're good to go. Exactly. Right? Absolutely. Exactly. Well, good. I'll tell you what, let's talk real quick. We got uh, Cotillon here, right, Chase? Cotillion. Cotillion. Not even close, Tim. Cotillion, okay. Cotillion. Yes. You know, we were we were joking about another beer with a similar name here. So From Belgium, well, yes. So we got this Cotillion here that we're <laughs> drinking. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, tell us about this beer, Chase. So kind of the um, overall brand theme um, and also as a company is to kind of take a step back, unplug, um, connect more with people, kind of disconnect from the electronics as much and so on and so forth. So um, and you can see it in the artwork and the branding, uh, paying homage to Art Deco, etc. Um, but so cotillion was um, a formal dance, uh, especially uh, in the South, and so it's kind of we're paying homage to that as kind of a lost um, tradition. And I mean, a lot of the people who come in, we have to explain that to them what it is, what yeah. cotillion is or was. Sure. Um, but, uh, anyways, so uh, but the beer itself is uh, super light, drinkable blonde ale. Um, very crisp and dry. It's, it's only a five point two, so it's a pretty good, easy introduction beer too, as well. So now, now, do you see that you find that you start to have a little bit more education uh, for not only your staff but for the uh, the patrons of the place as well when they come in and they don't ex- they expect to see a certain beer, they don't have it. Well, here's what we have, and this is what we're, this is what the experience is like. Is there so kind of a learning curve, I guess, for you? I'd I'd say so. I think it's a mixed bag. We get some. I mean, we've had some people come in and say, oh, I love your IPA. And then I never know what that means. And some of them are like, yeah, my favorites are Trillium and Treehouse. And I'm like, wow, well, that's a great compliment. Oh, there you go. And then, uh, but then some people will, you know, really enjoy the blonde. And they at first they'll ask for Allagash White or Shock Top mm-hmm. or something like that. So we really get a mixed bag. Um, 
you know, I think there's, you know, your your most new craft beer drinker all the way to your most sophisticated aficionado, no matter where you are. Mm-hmm. Um, well, at least a lot of places. Some education there, either way you look at it, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So now, talking about your location, you guys did a lot of the work yourselves, right? A lot of sweat equity in this, uh, building it up? We we did a lot of the uh, demolition work ourselves. Uh, everything else. That's the fun, fun part, isn't it? It is the fun part, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, the the build-out process, we had a lot of different contractors come in and do the work. Okay, so not yeah. as... You, you did, you're like, let's tear this stuff down and get my drinking spot built out then, right? Right. Absolutely. Right. It's a good idea. Right. That sounds like a good idea to me. No, exactly. I'm, I'm right there with you. <laughs> so, yeah, so cool. Well, we're going to take a quick break right now. We're talking to the crew from Lawrenceville Small Pour Brewing Company, John Reynolds and Chase Medlin. You're listening to the Beer Guys Radio Show. We'll be back right after this. Darren and Tim, the beer guys. If you're like us, no lunch or dinner is complete without a pint or two of craft beer. Which is why Truck and Tap in downtown Woodstock and Alpharetta are always on our list. Tim, why do they call it Truck and Tap? Well, the tap part is easy, Aaron. See, they've got 18 of them. As for the truck part, well, that's when it gets interesting. Truck and Tap features your favorite Atlanta area food trucks daily, so that way you're getting a different menu every day. Truck and Tap in downtown Woodstock, Alpharetta, and coming soon to Duluth in 2018. Truckandtap.com. Let them know that the beer guys sent you. We are Reformation Brewery, celebrating the reformer in you. Locally crafted within the renowned Etowah watershed of Woodstock, Georgia, Reformation creates yeast-forward brews full of aroma and flavor crafted to last. Come see us in beautiful Woodstock, Georgia, for a tour and tasting of unique brews that you can't find anywhere else. Reformation Brewery, set beer free. ReformationBrewery.com. Follow the Beer Guys on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Yeah, you apparently didn't put one of the new cover sheets on your TPS reports. Oh, yeah. Now, back to the Beer Guys radio show. And welcome back to the Beer Guys radio show. Come check us out at BeerGuysRadio.com. Earlier this week, Aaron took a trip over to Sweetwater Brewing. And over there, Nick Knock and the crew were collaborating with Kyle Hollingsworth. Kyle is the keyboardist for the String Cheese Incident. And Dean Budnick, he's the editor editor-in-chief for Relics Magazine. Let's listen in. Two of us got together with Sweetwater, and we decided we wanted to make a great, amazingly strong, but hoppy, juicy beer. So so sort of the, the lack of better-terming Northeast IPA type of a beer? Or? Yes, we haven't quite named it in that category gotcha. yet. I, listen, as a Northeastern, as a New Englander, I would characterize it. I mean, that's a lot of the beer that I drink. That's what I was hoping for. When we were putting this together, we shall see remains to be seen. I mean, we know it's going to be hoppy and tasty and a bit hazy. So for all intents and purposes, pretty darn close to that style of, uh, of IPA. Excellent. So is, this, is that the type of style you guys normally drink? or uh... it's, it's a style that I'm getting into. I've been into it for the last uh, six months or so. I live in Colorado, which there are too many of that. There's one brewery making something similar. But otherwise, you have to sneak over the border, get a large truck, and fill it to the back. Wait, no, that's another movie. That was yeah. he, that was that was abandoned. That's a reverse Smokey and the Bandit. Smokey the Bandit. Exactly. That's it. That's it. Um, but no, yeah, I'm gonna be really excited. It's gonna be awesome. Excellent. So we're brewing test batch today. Is that correct? And uh, hopefully that works out. And we'll see how it goes, and then we'll. It'll, I, I apparently the way this is gonna turn out is I'm gonna get it in time for my Thanksgiving dinner. I'm gonna share it with my 15 guests, and if they enjoy, and Kyle enjoys yeah. with his with his, we're, then we're gonna we're gonna move forward and. 
I guess it's going to be out in February. We're really, really psyched about that. You guys are totally into the beer process, brewing process, it seemed out there. Is this the first time that you've been doing something, did, did something like this? The first time we collaborated together. I've done a, a lot of different brewing in my days. I'm a home brewer. Okay. So I started when I was 16 or so. So I've been home brewing for a long time. And then just in the last year, I kind of got the bug once again. And I've been touring around the country brewing with a lot of different breweries. Um, Kyle and I, we, we've been talking about doing this for a long time. Kyle has done some other collaborations. He's a home brewer. He's very well known with, you know, making a lot of beers with a lot of different folks. And Kyle and, and myself from Relics, I said, we should do something. And so we, for a while, we were talking about it, trying to find the ideal partner, which we have in Sweetwater. So then we went out to Crosby Farm out in Oregon, got to pick some, check out some hops, and that was awesome. And now we're here, we're putting them in, putting them in action, in motion, and we're going to make some beer. We talked about the recipe together, we talked about how much the IBUs would be, and how much alcohol there's going to be in it. It was very, we were very present for the whole process, and, and going to the hop farm was something that's another unique thing I'd never done before. That was pretty epic. So I'm, I'm glad that we're able to follow it through completion. And if, and if you pick up the current issue of Relics Magazine or go online to relics.com, you can actually read a little bit more about what we did out in, out in Crosby and get some pictures, because truly it was above and beyond what I'd ever really even expected. It was super fun. You can read more about their trip to the hop farm at relics.com. That's R-E-L-I-X.com. The beer is scheduled to be out on February 7th, and it will also be available at the 420 Festival. So right now we're going to get back to our conversation with Slowpore Brewing Company. We've got John Reynolds and Chase Medlin. Guys, thanks again for being with us, talking, sharing your beers. Thanks for having us. Yeah, and we're cranking up uh, the Dunkel right now. It's a coffee Dunkel this time. So, Chase, tell us a little bit about this one. So uh, the base beer... Uh, was inspired by uh, Oktoberfest. Uh, so we wanted to do something that wasn't a fest beer, but uh, was, I feel like I'm saying paying homage a lot, but mm-hmm. something that was kind of um, kind of tipping the hat to uh, traditional German beer, going a little darker with the colder weather coming up. So um, did a, a dry American-style dunkel, if you will. Uh, but still has a lot of same characteristics, and then worked with uh, Beneology, which is a local roaster out of Decatur, um, and they did a cold brew, concentrated cold brew that we infused with the beer. So, Excellent. It was a light and medium roast uh, coffee. And it's got a lot of great aroma to that, too, which is always key to have a really good coffee nose to that and uh, and then move through. That's always good. Now, being the first brewery in Lawrenceville, was it? how difficult was it to get to get that started because, you know, talking to these breweries, we, we like to see those gaps filled in on the map, but it seems like whoever blazes that trail really has a lot of educating of kind of the city council sitting in that to do. How was the process of actually getting opened out there? It was really smooth for us. Uh, the city council in Lawrenceville was awesome to work with. Um, they really welcomed us in with open arms. Um, they saw the potential for what a craft brewery could do for the city of Lawrenceville. And, um, yeah, they were, they've been awesome. Mayor Judy Johnson and everyone on the city council has been really awesome. It's us. good to see that more and more places are kind of getting that. Even some places that just a few years ago did not, you know, where they're like, we don't, we don't want alcohol in town. We don't want a brewery in our town. Uh, but they're realizing, you know, that people do, most people drink responsibly. Brian does not, but no, mo- well, most people true. do. That's... Most people do. And it's just a real community gathering place. So, you know, a lot of places are seeing that, and we're seeing more places open up to it and uh, really building around a brewery. You know, a brewery will go in, and you see other things coming. And, you know, like you mentioned, some growth there. You guys come in. So do you know what else is kind of in the works for, for Lawrenceville, for that area there? 
Yeah, there's a there's a lot going on in Lawrenceville right now. Um, a lot of development is happening. Um, everything from the Aurora Theater, um, mm-hmm. which is doing a partnership with the uh, with the Gwinnett College. Um, they have a big expansion that's going on. Um, there's a big uh, multi-use uh, living facility that's being uh, put in place uh, behind the Lawrenceville lawn. Uh, we have a lot of condos going in just up, up the street from us. So it's everything from you know, retail uh, to living spaces and everything in between really is happening in Lawrenceville right now. So we really feel like we're on the front end of uh, a renaissance, if you will, going on in I Lawrenceville. Like there you go. Very, Very cool. cool. Very cool. Now, Chase, you, uh, we want to talk to you about brewing beer, man. So talk about that some. So uh, Slow Pour is not your first rodeo. You were at Twain's for a good time, Correct. Right. Uh, over there, uh, I think David Stein from Creature Comforts, and you were there together. Is that right? So, yeah, we were together for about a year. We used to cool. make Tropicalia and Coco Bunny at Twain. How about that? Yeah. Like I, someone's like, have you tried that new beer? You're <laughs> like, I different. had that they long. Were they were different. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. The spirit of Tropicalia and Coco Bunny was right. at Twain's, right? Yep. Excellent. So what uh, what made you decide to uh, get connected up here with the Slowpore guys? Actually, I had left uh, Twain's to start my own venture in the aforementioned Chambly mm-hmm. uh, had a, an issue with con- a contractor budget. Uh, SPA loan went sideways. Ended up having to step aside from. I mean, basically the the project went sideways, and um, so had to regroup, figure out something new. Sure. Um, our friends, mutual friends who own the local Republic, connected us and said, "Hey, these guys could. You know, they're trying to start a brewery, and there's a lot they don't know. We feel like you, you guys would be a good match." And so. Um, we exchanged numbers and then soon thereafter we were working together. And, uh, so yeah, went from, yeah, the beginning financial projections, et cetera, all the way to beer design and, and now execution and getting ready to, to launch the distribution as well. Yeah. So John, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead, Eric. Uh, yeah. John, you were a home brewer before this, correct? You did that. Um, a little right. bit different doing it on the pro side, right? So yeah. it's good to have someone like Jason come bit. in. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Just a little bit. Yeah. I mean, <clears throat> That was always something in the forefront of my mind of us needing to partner with someone who could mentor us and help us get up on our feet and understanding what it takes to move from a homebrew scale up to a commercial scale. And so um, we were lucky enough uh, to be able to partner with Chase through uh, mutual friends, as Chase mentioned. So um, it's been a blessing for us to have Chase on board and help point us in the right direction. Well, shout out to Local Republic. There you go. Ben and Chris exactly. at Local Making Republic. Making connections, huh? Yeah. That's right. Yeah, very good. Uh, Chase, did your, I, I think we're kind of getting a taste here for uh, your brewing philosophy somewhat. So how much did you bring of your philosophy to slow pour, and, and how much is coming from slow pour influencing what you're brewing? Um, It's a good mix. It's a good mix. So we, we come up with the concept of what we want first, and then we go back and forth with uh, writing the recipe, tweaking the recipe. So it, it depends on the, the um, which beer as well. It's kind of a case-by-case scenario. So depending on how much experience John has had with that style of beer, et cetera, um, also with scaling up, you know, uh, I've had a lot of experience with that. So Right. Um, yeah, it's, uh, I'd say close to equal parts, yeah. Yeah. We're going to take a quick break right now. We're talking to John Reynolds and Chase Medlin of Lawrenceville Slow Pour Brewing Company. You're listening to the Beer Guys Radio Show. We're going to have a back-of-the-fridge find coming up right after this.
If you want more craft beer conversation, you have to check out our podcast, Drink This Beer. This week, we're talking Beijing Brewing with China's Jing A. Well, the whole scene, I think, when it first started off uh, five, six, six years ago, was very expat heavy in the very beginning. That's just not craft beer. I mean, a lot of the things in Beijing and China, new concepts that are brought over, it's usually, you know, kind of the expat community that kind of latches onto that first. That's kind of what happened with both, you know, craft beer in general as well as Jing A when we started up. And then over the last five or six years, we've seen a real turnaround where in the 1949 taproom, which is our first taproom we started, we're probably running, you know, 60 to 70 percent local Chinese now and 30 percent expat. So it's really kind of gone the other way sometimes. To be honest, we love the whole variety of beer. We also brew, brew, we brew our pale ales and browns. We brew Belgian saisons and really everything. Don't forget, that's the Drink This Beer podcast, available on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcast. Check it out, beerguysradio.com. Follow the Beer Guys on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Oh, God, here we go again. Dork alert. Now, back to the Beer Guys Radio Show. And welcome back to the Beer Guys Radio Show, beerguysradio.com. The fourth segment starting already, and I think we started a little bit early, Tim. I'm not sure. Fourth so, segment time, man. It's my always, favorite segment of the show. It's the best segment, even though you know, we enjoy is. all the segments, but this is where it kind of goes downhill. Yes. That's okay. Anyway, yeah. I, <laughs> in I the had, best way possible. In the best way possible. And, and, and I had a little idea the other day. The, the fine folks at uh, Southbound sent us a, a six-pack of their brand-new Moonlight Drive uh, American Imperial Coffee Stout. Uh, that they just started to release. And uh, I happen to have a 2015 version of Moonlight Drive. So I wanted to compare the two. So this is my back of the fridge find. An ancient version of Moonlight Drive from, again, I guess three years, two years ago. Three years It'd ago. Be two, it's, I guess it's still two. I guess it's still two, yeah. So, yeah. So yeah, so we both tried it. What, what did you think? Of the 15? Yeah. So it's still good. You can just tell that it's it's a couple years old. Mm-hmm. You know, it's uh, it's just a little lighter, maybe just a, tu- a touch of oxidation in it. Yeah. Uh, but still... Still not not bad, you know. It's, it it's wasn't a bad, solid beer. Yeah, it wasn't bad for a stout, uh, but again, yeah. the oxygen was there, but the coffee was almost gone. So I know coffee is one of those flavors that kind of tends to go fairly. It does. Quickly. It'll it's, fade on you, and it's it's really you know, good proof. Yeah. One thing I've noticed, and I didn't notice it in this beer, but a lot of coffees, older coffee beers will get a pronounced pepper taste. Okay, like a, a vegetal, a green pepper, chili pepper. They're in the same family, so you'll get kind of jalapeno. So it's kind of interesting. We had some. Uh, Terrapin Wake and Bake. That was a couple years old. And it almost tasted like a chili beer. It was so pronounced in there. So compared with the uh, this version and the 2017 version, a lot more coffee, of course. So what did yeah. you think about it, too? So the 17 has, uh, I'd say, a a more pronounced flavor of a stouty coffee flavor mm-hmm. in that. You don't have the little oxidized notes in there. Coffee's definitely there. I think the body's a little lighter on this. They're both in yeah. at 8%, but I think this one is a little more... This is a session eight percent imperial stout. Sure, you know just from the <laughs> from the mouth fill of it, uh, but a good drinkable stout. Yeah, so good stuff. So what cool. did you think? I enjoyed it. I, I always like uh, Moonlight Drive mm-hmm. is one of the ones I always look forward to uh, this time of the year when it comes out, and it's you know like you said a little bit lighter than what I've seen before, mm-hmm. but it's still got a nice body. Good it's a good beer. I'm, I'm happy with Chase, it. Chase, what is your professional opinion on this? I think it's awesome. It's good stuff. I huh? really enjoyed it. Yeah, very good. Thank you, Southbound. And Aaron's back of the fridge. There you go. We'll fridge finds. Find That'll more. have to be a new exactly, segment, right? Exactly, yeah. So, I, li- I like that the medium body makes, like you were saying, the more drinkability. Yeah. Uh, the higher drinkability. And I've seen that before right. with a few yeah. stouts before. I think we had one from Lucky Town in Mississippi. It was a, just a nice dark stout, but it was it had a light body. So it was almost a, a session stout, if you can believe that. I could I drank it in the middle of the summer, and I was completely fine. So it was good. Anyway. I don't want to be too thin. 
but no, I, I don't no. want it to be like thick as motor oil. So. Right. Exactly. Sometimes I like a, a motor oil stout. You know, sometimes I'm Every good with that. Yeah, Every yeah, now yeah. and then. But, I can do that. But you know what? The thing with those is, and we've talked about that. We were talking about the, oh, who was it that called Black Tuesday a, a sessionable beer? Oh, gosh, I remember that. <laughs> I, I forget like, that. The 20% session. Yeah, the 19.2% session stout. But, uh, you know, a beer like that, four ounce, six, eight at the most. Exactly. And you're just done with it, you know, between the ABV and just the heaviness on the palate. So uh, this you can you can drink one definitely, or two definitely. So yeah, so, cool. so speaking of stouts and porters, it's that time of the year. Are you guys planning on getting some darker stuff on the in the mix too? We are. Yeah, we have a uh, an oatmeal porter that we have uh, fermenting right now. Uh, and then speaking of coffee stouts, we will have a coffee stout as well coming up. That's what I like to hear. That's good stuff. Favorite things, man. They <laughs> just play so know, well together. I, I love IPAs. I'm a huge IPA hophead. <laughs> but this time of the year when the the leaves start to turn and the temperature starts to get colder. I just, I'm, I'm going to those stouts and the coffee stouts. Yeah. That's, that's what I started So anything for. crazy planned? You guys keeping it fairly, you know, in between, coloring in between the lines for the most part here? Or any uh, banana cognac barrel aged beers coming up or anything there? <laughs> so. Yes, that one's on that the one is, yeah, that, that one's that on one, the that exact, I'm surprised you nailed it. With the Guatemalan that, Venezuelan coffee? Right, in yes, it? Yes, yes, yes. Okay. Argentinian. Yeah. Argentinian yeah. coffee. Yeah. Excellent. That's good. Yeah. So. We're going to release a beer called Fire Drill where we set the building on fire. And then <laughs> just, everybody has to get out as fast out. as they can. Yeah. <laughs> Grab your beer and go. So, See, that's what we were just talking. We were just this talking about activities at breweries. Yes. Activities at breweries. No one has done that before. You're a trendsetter. That's a real smoke with that. If you so, have that. Yes. Exactly. Yes. Right. <laughs> you smoke it yourself as you're running <laughs> out of the building. <laughs> oh, my goodness. It's just getting out of control around uh, here. Good but, stuff. Uh, but no, we, we, we just. Just uh, drank uh, one of your IPAs, and you're pouring another one right now, which I'm excited about. And this is your, your newer IPA, correct? It is. Yeah, this is Southernality. So it's hop, dry hopped. It's hopped with a lot of citra. Um, it's got a little bit of Simcoe in there as well. Um, but we used uh, 10 pounds of whole leaf citra at Whirlpool in our hop back. And, uh, yeah, super psyched about the way it came out. So you said you've got whole leaf. Now, for someone who doesn't necessarily know the difference, most hops, of course, are added in the pellet form. Uh, what does is, what is whole leaf hops do that's, that's different from a pellet? They're whole leaves. Okay. That's, I mean, again, there I'm you just, go. Yeah. So. so they're not pelletized. Okay. Yes. Yeah. That's good. So there's no necessarily any difference. I know. I just, and half leaf hops, do you know what those are? Uh, they're half of them. They're yeah, leaf. just use it's half like the as halfling's many. leaf, just a little bit different. Yeah. we're you know what we're going to confuse people listening to this. So I know. no, but do you get uh, as Aaron was asking before I decided to harass him? Uh, okay, do you get a different performance using whole leaf hops compared to uh, pellets? A little bit. It just it depends on the the lot you get. Um, sometimes pellets seem to be more bright. Sometimes whole leaf. In this case, the Whole leaf seems to be really nice and bright. So, um, but it, it, the utilization can be a little different. But we got great results with this beer. It did wasn't the easiest to do. We had a little issue with our hot back in the middle of in the middle of our brew before knocking out. But uh, it came out great. We're pretty excited about it. Yeah, that's nice. Very good. Um, Barrel program, sour program. I mean, you've got the room what for you it. Got I mean, you've got a ton of room in that in that in that uh, house that you or the building that you've done. So that's it. I first thing I thought when I came in there, I was like, "Ooh, there's some barrels, possibly." Yeah, right. right. 
Yeah, I think we have a, a barrel aging program in our future. I think we really just wanted to focus on getting our, our core brands sure. uh, lined up to start and make sure that we do those really well. Um, and Chase has us on course to do all of that. So we'll move forward with looking at barrel aging and, and maybe doing some sours and so, so forth in the future. Um, but we want to get some, you know, we need to get a, the proper equipment in place before we, we start looking at some of that yeah. stuff. So you got to get your process right. And, you know, you've got to be able to run the tap room smoothly as a right. bunch of things that you have to do just to get your feet you know, under yourselves before you start, before the you start sea legs. Stuff. Yes, exactly. Plant your feet, get the sea legs and then go from there. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And it, that's, and that's kind of one of the things that Chase has had to instill in us is we want to go a thousand miles an hour out of the gate and Chase has kind of had to, draw us, pull us back a little bit and say, let's do this part right first. That's when Brian and I started homebrewing, that was, I was the pullback and Brian was the one that said we should do a seafood goza. So, you know, (laughs) I definitely did. You did say that. I believe like 2 a.m. One day I get a text. Oh my God, I've got a great idea. I'm like, no, you don't. You know, not two a two a.m. Are not, are not yes, good. Exactly. So. Exactly. Well, cool, guys. Uh, we got to wrap up this conversation. John Reynolds and Chase Medlin of Lawrenceville Slow Pour Brewing Company. Thanks so much for joining us on the Beer Guys Radio Show. Appreciate it. Thank you so much for having us. Yeah, thank Absolutely. you. This is a lot thank of fun. So um, guys, if folks want to stay in touch with you, see what's going on over at the brewery and find out when <laughs> the Fire Drill Smoke Your Own Porter is released. <laughs> What's the best way to do that? Uh, we're on all social media. We have Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Um, you can check us out at slowpourbrewing.com. Um, what yeah, am I missing, Chase? At Slowport Brewing on those. Yeah, on all the yeah. all the socials. All the socials. All the socials. Yes. Very cool, guys. Thanks yeah. again. We appreciate it. Excellent. Now it's time for a giveaway to give away. What do we? Who Our we winner away? this yes. week is Patrick Harris. All right, Patrick. Thank you so much. For subscribing to this week in Georgia Beer. And if you will drop us an email to beerguys at beerguysradio.com, we'll get you a swag pack out or just check the newsletter each week, click the link, and send us your info. We'll get that done. So, Aaron, if folks want to join in the fun and be entered to win cool prizes, how would they do that? Well, Tim, all they have to do is visit beerguysradio.com and sign up for this week at Georgia Beer. You'll get a weekly newsletter with all the happenings at Georgia Beer, and you'll also be entered to win our awesome weekly swag pack. And please do that because my office is runneth over of cool stuff. So, um, you know, I, I can't steal it all. Anyway, coming up next week, we'll be talking to Wildly Brewing. Again, talking about filling in the maps. Uh, they're out of LaGrange and right. uh, just started up again a few months ago, and so we'll be talking to them next week. In the meantime, check us out at BeerGuysRadio.com and on the socials. And if you want some more craft beer info, check out our podcast, Drink This Beer, and we'll be talking to Brad Shell, the founder of Charlotte's Unknown Brewing, in the next episode. Have a great week. Don't forget to drink local. Cheers. Thanks for listening to the Beer Guys Radio Show. We're on demand via iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. Always online at BeerGuysRadio.com. Aaron and Tim are back next week with more about the amazing world of craft beer. Cheers. Time for the hot list. The Beer Guys have the scoop on what's going on next week. Brought to you by CRL Contracting. We build breweries. CRLContracting.com. That's hot. Got a lot of great stuff going on for you in Georgia this week. On Sunday, we have Meet the Artist, 
in a Sunday music showcase at Creature Conference over in Athens. On Monday, Academia, they've been open for a little while, but they are holding their official grand opening and their ribbon cutting over there in Athens. On Tuesday, there is a special beer and cheese pairing at Brickstore Pub. They're going to have very renowned authors Tim Webb and Stephen Beaumont there. They're going to be promoting and signing their book, Best Beers. On Wednesday, as always, Trivia Night. Check out uh, Team Trivia at Your Pie Perimeter or Trivia and Tacos at Reformation. On Thursday, we've got a beer release from Printer's L. They're releasing their Kiss Cut Belgian Quad. Chicks get lit with the Chicks Guide to Georgia Beer at Abbey of the Holy Goats in Roswell. So check that out. We have also L's for ALS and Monday Night Lights at Monday Night's Garage. On Friday, we have a beer and cheese pairing at Arches Brewing down in Hapeville and Red Hair's Movember fundraiser event. And next Saturday, go check out the first annual Chili Cook-Off at Burnt Hickory Brewery in Kennesaw, some brew and Q at Creature Comforts in Athens, or head over to Blue Tarp Indicator for November Fest. For a full list of all the events happening in Georgia as well as Alabama, just go visit our website at beerguysradio.com. The Beer Guys Radio Show on the Beer Guys Radio Network. Beerguysradio.com. 